Want to hear about more than Housewives? Visit us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod to sign up for exclusive content. Hi, Quinn. Happy Wednesday. Hello. It's really Tuesday, but the episode comes out Wednesday, so this is preparing so people can hear Happy Wednesday the same time you do. If anything, I'm early. Oh, is that a okay. bad thing? I, I, I just, I'm glad I got the heads up about it because I thought maybe I was drunker than I thought yesterday or something. No, it's like the view, like, good morning. I, I this is, this is Wednesday, February 9th, and this is Know That Pod, a Real Housewives podcast. Mm-hmm. No. Some would say that you should just, you know, consider yourself an actor. You should just be ready for those kind of... It's called improv, honey. Yeah, some say all kinds of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should guess and that it's a day that it's not. Okay. You know who would know how to do it? Kirsten Dunst. Because she got her first Oscar nomination today. Woo-hoo! I don't have a sound effect machine, but if I did, it would be wah, 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 wah. I think that's great. I also think that it's a long time coming since she's been acting since she was like five. Well, of course. I agree. I've wanted her to get one for roles where she certainly didn't deserve it in, like Bring It On, Bring It On, Dead Gorgeous, you know, movies like that, her whole career. But now that she finally got a nomination, I have no interest in in watching this movie. It's like a Western. I know you don't like Western. No. I don't really care for Westerns either. Yeah, I don't need to see her in a peasant top. Except for Unforgiven. Unforgiven is the best Western ever made. But other than that, I don't really like Westerns. That's not a Western. Unforgiven is a Western with Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. Oh, what's the one with Diane Lane and Richard Gere where she cheats on him? Unfaithful? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not, no. That's not a Western. No, <laughs> that's, that's what I thought Western. you were talking about. Remember Unforgettable? That movie that I always forget the name of with uh, Rosario Dawson and... Who was the woman in it? I forget. <laughs> Catherine Heigl. Oh, yeah. But it was supposed to be Kate Hudson and... Carrie Washington. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I even remember that. They both saw the script and was like, no. <laughs> yeah, they said, better not. Now, that's a movie I would have watched again and again, even if it was trash. But this one, nah, forget it even exists. I don't remember what happens in that movie. Oh, I could tell you the plot. It wasn't good, but I do remember. It's unnecessary. <laughs> She gets killed with a fire poker. Spoiler alert. But you don't know which one. So it could be either way. With the Oscars, it got a lot. <laughs> There's been a lot of love for musical theater. Tick, tick, boom. Got some nominations. West Side Story. Dear Evan Hansen did not. But what it <laughs> what it wasn't nominated for in Academy Awards, it was nominated for in Razzies, which also announced their nominations this week. Interesting. Is there any other news to talk about besides the musicals that you like? Did you come prepared with any? No. Okay, so let's just let's just talk <laughs> about Bravo then. With without further ado, our guest. Oh, that's not what I was singing, but I like that better. We are currently in the middle of doing Real Housewives of Miami and Summer House recaps on our Patreon at the $5 level. So if you want to hear either of them, head over to our Patreon and check those out. Also, when Candy and the Gang begins, we will be doing recaps of that as well. So again, that's www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod at the $5 level. All right, we are back with Emily from She Speaks Bravo, one of our favorite returning guests. Absolutely one of our favorites. <gasps> Stop it. You, you say that to all your guests. No, only like three of them. And, you, oh, right, <laughs> and you're right, one right, of those three. three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes you have guests and you just know, like, it's about to go down. And that's just basically the vibe whenever you're here mm-hmm. and a couple of other guests. Like, I just know. It's about to go down. And this is quite the episode to go down with because I don't even think they knew what they were doing. So in my notes, there are a few times when I just wrote like, I hope Emily can talk about this because I don't know what to write here. 
So I'm please, sure she can. please make sense of this because I sure <laughs> shit can't. I I have watched like I know that what Whitney was doing was just abhorrent and and horrible. But if you are looking at it just from like a comedy standpoint, it is like beat for beat. It could have been written by a comedy writer. Yes. It is. It's hilarious great. and she is Anna Ferris. Yes. yes yes oh my she's so Anna Ferris. you watch this like an episode of The Office it truly like is just laugh out loud funny they even look at the camera the same way yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yes if you look at it like these are real people then the way Whitney was acting is terrible but I don't watch reality TV like that. <laughs> Women. And even and even the way Meredith says repugnant <laughs> is funny. It's like she's like the Angela. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she definitely is. Yeah. You know, that, that's actually a good idea to do like a, the like who the SLC cast is as the office, like who they would fit <laughs> in. <gasps> Who's Mary? Who's Mary? Uh, he's um, he's Creed. She's Creed. <laughs> oh my God, That's she exactly is Creed. She is. She's Creed. She's one hundred percent Creed. I think so. Oh, so that means Lisa's Dwight Schrute. <laughs> is she? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Because I would give is Michael Scott um, Whitney. <laughs> Whitney's either Michael Scott or Kelly, <laughs> or both. <laughs> or oh, she's yeah, she's a little bit of both. <laughs> I feel like maybe Heather's the Jim. I see that. Because she's always like she knows she's very aware of the cameras and it's like she's in on it with the cameras. Okay, and we'll say Meredith is Angela slash Toby. (laughs) Oh, yes. Who's Jen Shaw? Jen Shaw. Oh, Jen Shaw is um, the friend of Michael's. That's like um, he was in he was in all the Anchorman (laughs) movies. What's his name? Oh, God, he what's comes his name? in. He comes um, champ. No, not that's his name in Anchorman. But he comes in just. She's also like Ryan because she goes to jail. But <laughs> she hasn't gone to jail yet. Right, right. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm trying to think. What is his name? What is his name? He comes in. He he's the one who takes his shit in Michael's office. He's the one who takes his shit in Michael's oh. office and thinks it's a great thing to do. What's his name? Packer. It's Packer. I can see that's Jen Shaw. She's the Packer. I think Packer is like Meredith's husband. Like that's that's sad. Oh, you he is disgusting. <laughs> so gross. He gives me he gives me like like full dry heave every time he's on the screen. They're like so high together. Like I bet they did a lot of blow back in the. Oh God! They say yeah. 90s, we... but it seems older than that. I mean, well, yes, but <laughs> I think they were like that cokehead couple. Like she's got those blazers, those blow blazers. Uh-huh. You know, like <laughs> she's. You know, what is it with? I don't know why, but it's she like eighties like, blazers. Keep a stash and a button. Yeah, they came from a Wall there. Street party to a uh, filming of Housewives. <laughs> Absolutely, that is her. That is their energy all around. And now he's like, I love Reiki. <gasps> And you're like, oh, God. He's like, you're going to be like, I need a whole pack of cigarettes. He freaks me out. out. (laughs) So last week, we questioned the timing of Jen's Cinco de Mayo party. And we got a lot of DMs like, you're fucking idiots. So apparently it was filmed on Cinco de Mayo. We're sorry for ever questioning it. We won't do it again. So this is our like Harriet the Spy retraction that she sends at the end of the movie. We are sorry. Never seen it. You're lying. I made you watch It was Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Okay. Because actually your your podcast made me go, is it even May? (laughs) It doesn't feel like it. But It doesn't feel like May. I guess when you live near mountains that always have snow on them, that's why. But it was the mountains May. didn't have snow on them. Not the ones in Pennsylvania. That's because not in May. Keep that shit in Utah. The Midwest. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of DMs about that too. That were like Chelsea and Quinn were wrong for yelling at you. It's closer to the Midwest than the West Coast. So well, thank. No, you. it's not. <laughs> You know, we're not going to get into that. I love that. I love that people went out of their way to validate you. That makes that's a nice feeling when you get a message saying you were right. He loves to shake it in my face. He loves to bring <laughs> it up every chance he gets. Shows so so agree with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's like any other argument with Donnie. The worst thing that happened to us is Google. Because he will Google me wrong. <laughs> Google me wrong. I think that is a great phrase. 
By the time he's done speaking, I say, actually, now Google says. I'll say something he doesn't like and he gets right on his phone. <laughs> so now sometimes he has to say, like, now don't look Thanks it up. to the misinformation of the Internet, he can always find something. That's right. Mm-hmm. Even if I have to put it on Wikipedia myself. Wikipedia says. Even if I have to put it, <laughs> that would be a, that would be diabolical, and I would support it one hundred percent. And he would like, definitely do that. You go into your notes, be like, make sure to input into Wikipedia, <laughs> and then the next that day, Utah look is what the I West found. Coast. Exactly. <laughs> this is in this is the start of this episode, but more so the end of last episode. How do you feel, Emily, about Lisa's hot mic moment? I don't think it was as intentional as I want it to be, because like it's one of those things where if it's not intentional, amazing. If it is intentional, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like the whole the whole lead up was weird because we thought that there was something explosive going to happen. But instead, this very subtle moment makes her go off. Um, I loved though that no one like the camera crew, no one knew that Lisa was upset because when she walked away from the table, they probably were like, Oh, she's going to the bathroom. Yeah. But then when they could hear her being upset, you get that like Blair Witch camera running after her, trying to get like, oh my god, oh my god, he's like radio everything. Like <laughs> Lisa Barlow is upset. Lisa Barlow is upset. Someone get in there. And so she went into the one of the producers and her slip totally showed which is proof that they're all just holding on to secrets for each other. And she couldn't <laughs> hold them anymore. Um, I, I had this epiphany last night when I was recording with Ono oh Chells. This is where I feel like if Lisa Barlow really thought that Meredith was faking a memorial, I feel like in this moment mm. she would have been like, and she fucking faked her dad's memorial so that she could call the feds. I think she would have said that because she was she saying everything else. Yeah. And that is some, such a huge accusation that I feel like if she was holding on to that, she would have spewed that out. I don't think she know. I think she's out of the circle with Meredith. I don't think things oh. like that that can be used against her, like on the show, Lisa is out of that circle. It's just basically Meredith Brooks and her husband in that circle. Yep. In mm-hmm. my opinion. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was amazing when she came and tossed the mic back at them. I mean, whether that was just editing, I have no idea, but the timing of that finishes it, throws it. Here's your mic back. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. And I also think it was really, really amazing how she made sure to do it with like a flat stomach and in her (gasps) bra. Like she just, she made sure that she was like given like obsession commercial 1990. (laughs) It was very well thought out. For a bitch that eats fast food and doesn't work out, Right. It was galling. She's got some abs. I mean, she's got two children. Like, I'm not going to pull up my shirt here. You can see it (laughs) on the internet. But she's had two children. And I, you know, life just isn't fair. It's not not fair. fair. It's not. Donnie, did you loved it, didn't you? I did. I I think I loved it more in theory than I did the actual Mm. execution. Like when we got the teaser for it, I think I hyped myself up so much like the new screen movie that when I saw the actual thing, I was like, Oh, this is uh, not as great, but this episode, I think because I didn't know what to expect. This episode was like top tier, maybe my favorite episode of all time. It was great. It was great. There was so much stuff going on. I was applauding. I was applauding in the middle of it. Jen walking like a a wrestler to go see what was going on with Lisa. (laughs) Like that was total WWE uh, production there. Mary just giving out one-liners. Women. (sighs) It was just... Everybody delivered. It's like when you watch a really good ensemble show and then everybody just decides to deliver all at once in their particular way. It was great. It was a really good episode. It really was. I hope these women never get along again. And these editor, <laughs> the editors knew that it was funny. So they gave us these comedics, like the comedic score they would use whenever they cut over to Mary and Meredith <laughs> to show just like how ridiculous they are. And then the music cue when when she, when Whitney comes out of the bathroom and she goes, everyone and like gets in Meredith's face. They like they knew what they were looking at. They knew it was funny and they gave it to us like they gave us more than we could ever ask for. How could a woman of God with a church be so bad at comforting somebody? How how could she be so bad at that? I asked Donnie, I was like, could you imagine having to be comforted by Mary? Like what she's it's either silence or something to make you more upset or angry. That's the only <laughs> thing she does. 
Like, get out of here. Is there delegation in a church? Like, I I know in my church, it was like a family unit. but And I wouldn't call her church a mega church because there was only like 20 people in that congregation when Jen went. But... Yeah, that was bleak. Are there people... Yeah. Are there people in Mary's church that, like, she has deal with the general public? And Mary just, like, well, like sits the in her office and says, yeah, like, you go do this. Because maybe that's... And then why. I come out at showtime. Yeah. She, it could be she's too big she's not used to dealing with average people That's anymore what, yeah. she's just like a figurehead but i can't imagine anybody going to counseling like either because like you know pastors do marriage counseling they do all kinds of stuff like that i can't see oh, Mary yeah, no. doing anything like productive in a marriage <laughs> counseling meeting. i feel like you would definitely get divorced if you go to marry <laughs> and have her if you get her involved in like she'll have you not talking to your mother she'll like get between hold on Quinn, what you just did is come up with a really great spinoff idea. Oh, <laughs> oh. Mary oh, has a marriage counselor. That right. is incredible. The divorce rate would double. I'm going to DM her to see if we can be the first guests. Yes. It's been fun, Donnie. Yeah, because I will. When you tell me something wrong and I have to show you Google, I'll say, look at this little girl, little girl. I think the Women. Bravo. I mean, I don't maybe maybe Bravo won't pick it like Lifetime. Maybe Lifetime mm-hmm. would be willing to take her back maybe because BET. I know Bravo's. Uh, maybe she could like go to own and come on after a Yanla. Like a lot. A Yanla. I think Ayanla's that's a great idea. Ending so she can just take Ayanla's spot. Is she ending? Yeah, I believe so. She did the work she's done. God bless her. <laughs> This time for the walk off slowly into the sunset. That's the mm-hmm. way it should end. Mary does seem like an own network kind of woman. Mm-hmm. I see that for sure. And then after Mary's show, uh, an Ayanla repeat can come on just to like <laughs> show what just real counseling can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not on my watch. <laughs> and then there can be a crossover event where Mary gets canceled by Ayanla and Ayanla Ooh. gets canceled by Mary. Nope. I, I, tell me, Emily, that you saw the episode of Ayanga with Ayanla with Sharice from Potomac. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things I've ever seen. That was groundbreaking TV. I thought I couldn't like ex- not accept what's the word. I couldn't own up to things I do wrong. And then I saw Sharice. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm a goddess in therapy. <laughs> I like it made me think of how many other housewives should absolutely go on Ayanla. Like, oh my God, let's get Sheree on there. Sheree would have been perfect because Sheree will never own anything. No. Yeah, I'm so glad she's back. I'm so glad. She- <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we've talked about this before, but I think Bravo really lacks in this area. Like MTV, once you're on one show, you're on you're employed for the rest of your life. You can be on the challenge until you're 86. You can show up on an episode of I don't even know what next reboot. But so the challenge is a flight of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Bravo, besides this new Ultimate Girls Trip thing they're doing. They don't really, and I guess now Summer House and Southern Charm, but before that, there I need like a big brother. I need like Housewives Winter Games. I need all kinds of crossovers. And but they why don't do, do we think this that. hasn't happened? Is this because like a lack of imagination from like Bravo? Like they have to, I thought most, like they would look at the model of MTV. I figured that Bravo wanted to be like MTV for games. But I, I think I that that's what right, the ultimate girls trips are. Yeah. The ultimate girls trips, I think, are there like and winter house. They're like, OK, let's dip our toe in this because I feel like mm-hmm. they they didn't really know how to tackle that beast. Yeah. So now they're like, OK, let's try winter house. Let's try an ultimate girls trip. And they just had that's that road rules. Yeah. <laughs> and they just had that um, Project Runway episode with the housewives, too. So I do think they're finally catching on like. 15 years after right they, <laughs> they waited i don't know why longer than that there's been road rules and all that shit for you we're talking like 25 years they well yeah but housewives have only been yeah. around for i know but i'm like the model and blueprint oh, has right. been out there for i wonder know. i wonder if they because like bravo does and this is this is still saying a lot about just reality tv in general because bravo does treat its cast members pretty well compared to like the bachelor or mm. um road rules Those real world like yeah. yeah they like 
destroy them and don't even care as we're on Bravo, even though we still see them troll a bit with the editing, they are very careful as to not upset the talent. Yeah. So I feel Mm. like they had to be, they were like, how do we even do a crossover? We can't get them to do their own show for housewives at least. Yeah. Even when they like leave Bravo lets them be in control of the narrative. Like how many times have we saw women that, quit when we know that is not the truth. They let them, they really do give that to them, don't they? They're like, yeah, sure, do a statement about you quitting. Yeah, because they don't care. They get what they want anyway, but we all know that there are housewives that they could literally have done anything to. They, they, like, Brandy Glanville would have been anything they needed them to be. Who else? Taylor? Mm. I mean, they could have exploited them, so maybe it's good they didn't. Absolutely. Leanne Locken wore a hot dog costume on Housewives, so she would have done it on a Big Brother type competition for sure. I miss that crazy energy, (laughs) that crazy, beautiful woman. God. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Love me some Leanne Locken. They don't make them like that anymore. They don't make them like that anymore. (laughs) They don't. I found out. I found out I'm 20% European. I think I have to come from some white woman that was like Leanne Locken way back in the day. I feel like that's an that's that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. You're from you're from Leanne descent. <laughs> Leanne Leanne ish descent. Leanne ish. Like, I don't descent. know German. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this fight, I truly don't know where to begin. Uh, Lisa was. Actually, before we get there, before we get there, who was your MVP of this fight? Did you have one? Is there one that... For performance sake, because she delivered a lot of great screaming monologues, Lisa Barlow. Mm-hmm. Uh, for comedy relief, Whitney. Yeah. Can I, I would... give those two categories? Yeah, of course. If I had to yeah. pick MVP, I have to pick Lisa Barlow, though. She was doing it in a bralette and jeans <laughs> with her with her beautiful, like, wavy hair um and screaming and crying and still looking gorgeous so i give it to barlow but whitney was i couldn't keep my eyes off whitney and that's just because she was literally in every shot because every time (laughs) every time the fight was about someone new there she was in the frame popped up so that that could be why you couldn't keep your eyes off her she whitney was delivering comedy but so was mary for me so those two mm. are definitely the nominees i just don't know which one wins for me i gotcha for sure i have to say whitney of course because yep. i i always say i love that whitney does this like l woods murder she wrote she in her head she is <laughs> in <genius>. her head <laughs> in her head she is a genius and i love that i love that confidence with her and sometimes i do think she's right a lot of times i think she's actually right uh mary of course because that was just i mean it's a tie for, for comedic relief with Whitney and Mary for me. Cause how could Mary be anything other than comedic relief? There is nothing else to her. Like, you know, the yeah. way she told Whitney to get out of her face. Don't come, don't come in here bothering me. Don't, don't come in here bothering <laughs> me. I'm, I'm done with you and your cousin. And I didn't even think she said cousin. I thought she said, um, husband. Mary and Whitney do both win comedic relief for me, but like, opposite ends of comedy like Whitney was doing everything she could think of and Mary was almost doing nothing which made it even (laughs) funnier well that's because that's the rule of performing when your mate when your co-star does a lot you have to do less right you know that's just that's just good performing they just know exactly (laughs) this was like it was like a theater troupe Mm -hmm. (laughs) she yes and it Whitney yes if you can watch it from that perspective you can see the comedy Taking out the fact that it was disgusting that they were questioning Meredith about her father's <laughs> memorial, take that out of the equation and just look at it from beat by beat. And we've got a comedy on our hands. Yeah. What was really disgusting was Meredith's sweatsuit. See, I like that she's advertising Mm-mm. her own merchandise. I like it. Mm-mm. Oh, was no. that her stuff? Was that her merch? It's all her taglines on it. Oh, I like it's her quotes. And then she's wondering that. why people are then she's wondering why people are coming for her. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I was so distracted by everything else. Know I always that. forget to look at the clothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty ugly, but I respect it. I gotta say, no one loves her own. Well, actually, no, no one loves themselves more than Lisa Barlow loves themselves. And I respect it. But Meredith is a close second. I think this group, they're all a close second, which makes it work so well. No, Heather's a good self-deprecator, Ooh, yeah. which is why she's our relatable queen. You know, <laughs> and Jen is just insane. 
Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to get she ahead is, of myself. She's, <laughs> she's such a good time, though. And like I was telling, I was like, she's really walking around with these women and doing all this stuff. Like she is not on trial. Like she's <laughs> like she is not on yep. trial for fraud. And they're just like, she's just a normal housewife on mm-hmm. this vacation. I but I, I love Jen Shah, though. I always <laughs> have. And I think I always will. So Me I just. Too. I think I'll she was perfect in this episode, too, because she wasn't screaming. She was like just kind of sitting back and enjoying the drama. <laughs> I love what she screamed. That wrestler walk she did walking to see what was up. You talking on me, Lisa? Talking <laughs> on, on me. me. <laughs> talking on me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is what I love Jen Shaw for. She changed for this fight, but not into pajamas. She still changed like she was ready for a dinner party, but. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess this one you can move more. And it was more of a pants moment than a dress. I don't know. <laughs> but she was short in a new outfit. Did she still have the flower in her hair, though? No. No, but okay. I like how long Heather kept her flower, yeah. flower head dress on. Oh, a long time. A long time. I wonder if hair was included, like if extensions were part of the headdress and that's why she couldn't take it off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, when you commit to something on your head, like if you if you're having a day where you're going to wear a hat and you have long hair, you can never take that hat off. You're right. Because as soon as that hat comes off, you can see it's like this is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. That's why she didn't have time to go freshen it up. (laughs) You're absolutely (laughs) right. That's why I'm so glad I'm bald now, because even the like hair length I had, I never wore winter hats because I either had to decide. Am I going to be warm today or look like shit the rest of the day? Like, I can't do both. I do have to admit, I do like this since I've gone bald. I do like that I can wear my fittings and I can wear hats and stuff again. And not have to worry about the aftermath. Yeah, exactly. Like, take it off and it looks like somebody put out a cigarette. (laughs) And and you, like, immediately have to, like, fix it before anyone looks at you. And you're like, hi. Like, like a little raccoon. Because for those of you... For those of you who don't know, when black hair is dry, it cannot, you can't do anything with it. It has to be wet in order to be moved. Otherwise, it's like living cement. <laughs> Thank you for that Black History Month fact. Oh, and there's another Black History Month fact for you all. I actually do often wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> if you talk on him. You talking on me, Lisa Barlow? <laughs> Heather points out that Lisa's friendship with Jen is protecting Meredith and that's why Lisa uh, I, is it <laughs> what was it that seem to be working no like Heather just I don't know if she was trying to make a good point in favor of Lisa or in favor of Jen or in favor of Meredith for that matter but instead she just said that Jen knows a whole lot about Meredith that she's not telling what are you saying <laughs> right because that means jen told you yeah yeah <laughs> so, so the information is still getting out there just not on camera yet and also it kind of made me think wait did lisa tell jen a bunch of stuff about meredith oh, yeah. and that's why jen can't say it because it'll mean that lisa told her yes mm. i think that is ex- <laughs> ding 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 i, I think, think you figured it out i think that's true also and that's the way to like get it out without actually getting it out to get people like you know well what is it what is she saying what is she holding mm-hmm. yeah i think that's exactly it's breadcrumbs breadcrumbs mm-hmm. mm-hmm. heather wants Man. that shit to come out so bad oh yes she does both heather heather and whitney's main objective has whitney especially has been trying to get Jen or Meredith to admit that they both had sex with the same guy. Yes. She's tried multiple times. Heather is just kind of more on the, she's trying it more of in a subtle roundabout way. Whitney is asked straightforward, but they just want Meredith's secrets to come out. They want it so bad. I do too. Oh, of course. Me too, of course. Give it to I us. think that their goal, <laughs> I think the goal was them too. Cause like when you look at the first season of Salt Lake City, it was like Lisa and Meredith were like the power couple they were doing things like events without the other cast. They were very much making it centered around them. And Heather and Whitney completely destroyed that. They broke that up exactly the way Lisa ac- accused them of doing in the reunion of season one. They've now won. So, Boom. and now she's like going over to their side and like trying to be friendly, at least with Heather, because she'll never like Whitney. Lisa will <laughs> never like Whitney. No. <laughs> never. <laughs> I'm shocked at how long this season is. I thought this was going to be the. I finale. agree. Yeah. I also like. Did you notice the security guy running around anywhere Jen Shaw went? Because yeah. 
production was like, you need to make sure nothing happens with that one. Uh-huh. And so when when Lisa is, is in the bathroom child. for the that amazing monologue that she gives, the first person in there with her is Heather. Then the next person is Jen and she closes the door. Uh-huh. And that security guy is like, no. <laughs> yeah. I thought Jenny ran to the door. Like Jenny ran to the door first because like she was like, once they closed the door, the first person I saw come in was Jenny, then the security guy. Oh, okay. But so he, Jenny was like, you're was, not having this well, yeah, without once, me. Well, once that door shut, then, because yeah, I think Jenny like, closed up behind her again and that door shut and they were like, I don't think so. Yes. <laughs> yes. They were like, That's they were what like, happened. No, no, she no. no she, they cannot be in a bathroom with the door closed. <laughs> I love like that Jenny went because she served really no function to be there, but... She did like hold Lisa and like I was like, you really have nothing to contribute to this. This is this like a season a, one thing. I just realized that like housewives do this a lot. When someone's having a meltdown, they all rush them and like start trying to grab them and like just let them walk away. Let them like get away from where you are. But they all like take turns being like, no, let me hold and and squeeze them. No, listen to me. And like they all take their turns trying to calm them down, but it never works. Well, that's what drunk people do. I think it's a drunk thing. And I think that they know, like from a making TV point of view, if the person that's most upset leaves, then either the cameras are following them or you're not going to deliver what that person is going to do. Because that's the story. Yeah. So if that you can draw yourself a drunk on TV plot. like that, I, I would be so I couldn't imagine being un- like not in control of my faculties on television like that. Maybe like especially as a performer, I can't imagine being on any kind of format of stage or whatever and just drunk and just in the moment unprepared. <laughs> I give reality people a lot of credit for that shit. And that is you're right, because that's the that's the feeling it has. It's like a desperation to hold on to them so that they don't take it off the show. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. So you you're, they're all like, stay here or listen to me. You stay here. We right need to now. document this because exactly. even the way and this is jumping ahead a little bit, but even the way Whitney ran to get Mary when she's like, where's Mary now? Where's Mary now? Yes, that's because she's drunk. But also, I think because she knows it will be good tv well she thought it would be good tv until mary said like no i'm not doing this um it will be good (laughs) tv to bring like the source of everyone's contentment into the room with them i love how the next day whitney doesn't remember it (laughs) whitney's like i'm just trying to piece together how it ended with me (laughs) like what did i do Speaking of like speaking of being mortified, like the next day, like you do that on camera is like not only do you have a hangover, but you're like, oh, my God, it was all documented. Yeah. Oh, I would have so much anxiety. Oh, my God. I couldn't handle that. I couldn't imagine that being my job. Like I the the stress of I'll be like Mary, not drinking and just sitting around like and it has to be really frustrating to not be drunk when everybody else is drunk on camera because that's Mm -hmm. frustrating even if you do it in a bar. Yeah. So with this, where people are like showing up for the cameras, like, ooh, Mary's Angela too. Well, yeah, <laughs> Mary is Angela. Partly <laughs> and Creed and Creed. She's an she'll say something Creed crazy. combo. <laughs> because she'll say something like Creed. She'll say something. You'll be like, what? The fuck? <laughs> like, where did you come from, Whitney? Most of this episode is Whitney bringing up the timing of the memorial again. And Meredith in the kitchen makes the point that that's the same thing as asking Whitney where her father is. And Whitney says, this is absolutely crossing the line. This is worse than what she's been asking for 18 episodes now. And then Whitney says, did you want me to hire a private investigator to find out? Which I did laugh out loud at that line. Because How if could you, you watch not? it as a comedy, it is written perfectly. Because then she says that line and then they stare off Incredible. and then Meredith turns around and then Whitney turns around, slowly walks off. Mary walks the watches it and then goes, women. <laughs> we that was my fa- that's one of my favorite yes. moments to happen. On Salt Lake City, probably the entire run of the show, the way they let her, the use of the pause <laughs> was from a performing aspect, chef's kiss. It was perfect. This was like Golden Girls time for me. This was perfect. Yes. yes. <laughs> Giselle, our guest from hey. last week, <laughs> Giselle from Who Asked Her said that when uh, Meredith was staring at Whitney like that, she was like, it 
truly look like on Buffy right before they turn into a vampire. <laughs> like, really? oh my god, <laughs> it, she yeah. totally did. Buffy forehead. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Which, a spiral really quick. My mom used to have to separate me and <laughs> my middle sister because our younger sister was like twelve years younger than me, and my mom would be in the front seat and hear us. Like saying, she does look like it. She does. Because we would just take my baby sister's forehead fat and push it down so that she looked like a vampire on Buffy with a wrinkled nose. <laughs> She's like, okay, one of you has to sit in the back seat. You can't be doing this to the baby. <laughs> anyway, That's funny. That, that was a tangent. I find that so funny. When my sister, when my sister was, I, I don't have a lot of like memories from my young, young childhood, but I was six when my sister was born. And I remember we were in the car and she was brand new coming home and I taught her how to suck her thumb. <laughs> oh, and I remember. And I was like, like this, you do it like this. Poor girl <laughs> ended up having to have braces, retainers. I had nothing. I sucked my thumb till I was 12. And I, I was like, oops, <laughs> sorry, Mia. <laughs> If you're you listening, come until 12 and didn't have nothing. Look, oh at these, look at these things. Nothing. Wow. Every time I go to the dentist, they're like, did you have braces? I'm like, no. And I sucked my thumb. Wow. That's crazy. You're I sucked lucky. my thumb. Yeah, I, I am. My thumb until ninth grade. And I have an overbite and like each teeth is separated. I don't even really need to floss because, because <laughs> there's no like cracks for it to fall. The, teeth, the food just falls through. Yeah, no, oh, I know I'm very gross. lucky. Not in a lot of ways, but that is one thing I will say that I got. That blessed. is very lucky. Well, since yeah. we're sharing childhood things, I remember my mother was pregnant. My sister is six years younger than me. I remember her asking me, like, I'm good, saying, I'm going to have a baby. Do you want a brother or a sister? And then I said, a brother. And then she brought home that damn little girl. So disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from, from day one. Day one. Disappointment. Mm-hmm. Day Hit one. the ground running. One day when my mom, this is, we're just going really deep now. When my mom was pregnant Uh with that baby sister, I got so mad at my mom over something. God only knows why she didn't let me buy an Olsen twins movie or something, but I got so (laughs) mad. And I said, I hope your baby girl grows a penis. And (laughs) that, and it stuck with me to this day. (laughs) What an odd curse. (laughs) And also, I hope your daughter's a son. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wanted a baby brother, I think. So maybe I was mad I at my to... little sister, but I don't know. Okay, that I, it was a double whammy. It was a two yeah. for one insult. Yeah, but now I'm like, so I don't even know, as an adult man, I don't even know how I would deal with a younger brother. So like, thank God the baby girl didn't grow a penis. But, but <laughs> I, back then I wanted a baby brother. I can't remember if I wanted a baby brother. I don't remember. I didn't get one. And I was asked. Yeah, but now I'm your baby brother because you're so much older than me. We have to hear that every single chance he gets just because we just because I could have actually not even. Yeah, I could have taken you to my prom and you just would have been considered cool. But he acts like we're a whole generation apart. I was going to say, <laughs> well, you know, things about the 80s that I don't, which means okay. <laughs> you're older. <laughs> I learned so much about the 80s when I was like learning to walk and use the potty yeah. and i was learning how to open my eyes when you were doing that so that is emily was in the back seat with me teaching me how to suck my thumb <laughs> that oh, also makes me okay. older too <laughs> that's the way he likes it everybody's older oh yeah you're right sorry okay. i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of babies, Whitney was so impressed with herself saying that comment to Meredith that she (laughs) ran up to her little babysitter's clubhouse and was like, guys, this is what I did. This is what I did. And she like paces the room saying, she's like, I'm going to regret this. I'm going to regret this. (laughs) That was such a funny scene. (laughs) (laughs) It really, it was all so good. And then right after that, like, and that was so, I don't know if it was editing or them or both, but as like no scene went on long enough to become like too much or repetitive because she did that and i feel like if it would have went on for like a normal five minute scene we would have said like okay you're doing the most but as soon as that happened she went to the bathroom and then meredith ran up she's like whitney i would like to know who's speculating about my dead father and then like you said then whitney comes out and says everyone it's just 
Oh, and gets, and gets all the way up in Meredith's face. And she's like, and Meredith's like, who? She's like, me, her, <laughs> Lisa. And then and I that, like how she is like throwing everyone under the bus, but thinking she's doing a noble thing yes. for them even. Uh-huh. And every name she says, the person is like, no. <laughs> no. And then Whitney's like, that is how I remember it. <laughs> and then it was when, really when, when Lisa comes in, Whitney, like she thinks she's done a good thing. She's like, don't worry, Lisa. I told her, told her everything. And Lisa's like, I was not doing that. And then you see Whitney process and realize, wait, I might have done something wrong. So she She's so Meredith is like, was she speculating about my father's death? And Whitney goes, hold on. Lisa needs me right now and walks over and puts her arm around her. And it's like, we had a discussion, but Lisa's like, no, we did not. She's like, okay, now I don't know what to do. Comedy. Truly. That's why she thinks that she's Elwood's murder. She wrote, she's not yes. exactly yeah. there. Yes. And that's the because like she really gets bad when she's drunk, which is when she really likes to do some deciphering. That's when she makes mistakes, which is what makes it funny. When she's sober and does it, it's like, hmm, you're actually kind of smart. Like when she busted that caterer when she was at that dinner with Lisa and her husband, that was masterful. But when she's drunk, she does not cross her T's and dot her I's. It's great. I have watched her walk out of that bathroom and say, everyone. I've watched it probably 30 <laughs> times now. I woke up and the first thing I watched was that clip because I just, the timing of it. And she is so proud of herself. She, right. <laughs> she is so proud of herself. She's like everyone. And then she gets in her face and she's like, I have no fear now, but then it's pissing everyone off in the process. It's a, it's amazing. Donnie told me, and I don't know this for sure, that the internet is turning on Whitney now mm. and that they're upset with her. Now, I don't follow, for those of you who don't know, I pretty much watch the show, talk about it here. I don't really put do too much anything else on the interwebs about it. So are people upset with Whitney because she's questioning Meredith about her father? Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. Specifically. Not anything, just that. Okay. Yeah. Bravo While Black did a meme about how, like, if they were being questioned by Whitney, they would have beat Whitney's ass. And every they said it was the first time in their like social media history that every single comment agreed with them. There was no one was that was like, well, Whitney did this right or something. That's because I didn't comment. <laughs> but oh. but every single comment was like anti Whitney. Okay. So not to play Whitney's advocate. I know. <laughs> But why wouldn't Meredith just say when it happened? I don't understand that. Um, it doesn't require to like, you know, you can't say like, she could be like, oh, it was a memorial, but it was just for like me, Brooks and Seth. Like, it doesn't need to be something you invite people to. Did she say that that's what it was? Like, I don't understand why she can't just say I wanted to memorialize my father I think at it's, this time. And I did. I think it's, it's about the date. Issue. Yeah. Okay. The girls are Whitney and Heather and stuff are making it about the date. Meredith, I think it's a pride issue. Like when someone questions you about your father's death and the legitimacy of it, I think that she is just done with them. She's like, how the fuck could you even form your mouth to ask me that? But the girls are okay. saying like, but you did lie about whatever. And I think that you're right that Meredith it still is a memorial. Like Monday might have been the memorial. Tuesday, we're still actively grieving. So like, no, I yeah. don't want to be on a bus that's in Shah right now. That's what I don't get. Like, I feel like it's a bigger deal by her not saying that she's making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. But then it also makes her look guilty. So I just don't under, I didn't understand that. Like, just be like, it happened this day and bitch, now I'm mad at you. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's so obviously a miscommunication too, because when Lisa called Meredith from the bus after Jen was arrested. Mm -hmm. She sounded like she was in the middle of something. When Lisa called Meredith from the bus, it sounded mm -hmm. like Meredith was in the middle of something because remember Lisa's like, she's like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to call you when you're dealing with your family. And she yes. even says, go back to your family. I get that Meredith was probably like asleep and just didn't feel like correcting her and being like, no, 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 that was yesterday. The memorial was actually yesterday. I'm just mm -hmm. waking up or whatever. But now and now that we've seen how this has played out, why isn't Meredith being like, well, when she called, when Lisa called on a Tuesday, it, she assumed I was in a memorial. I just didn't correct her. But that's why she must have assumed I was in a memorial. Instead, right. Meredith is acting like she has no idea why there would be any confusion from Lisa. And like Lisa is like diabolically planning 
to like frame her for this memorial thing. But really, it just seems like it was just one big miscommunication that Meredith could have cleared up very yeah. easily. Yeah. Then that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like something. Yes, some miscommunication. But like, why is it going on like this? And why is it? Why is this even a thing? That's really what. It, and like, I get like Donnie saying it's a pride issue. <clears throat> and she's like, well, I don't have to answer it. But it's like, look at all of this that you're getting for not answering it. You might as well just answer the question and just be done with it. And then address the fact that they're like insensitive mofos after the fact when you have the high ground. That's why I just don't understand. I also think she was playing whether she knew it or not i think she was playing the long game because she could have right away said like you're insensitive you shouldn't ask this question and it would have been done but now because it Mm -hmm. did drag on so long now there are memes where not one person agrees that or like defends whitney so now Meredith has used this to turn everyone's fans against them and like come onto her side. And I don't yeah. know if that was what you're so trying think that to do. Was the... I don't know, but it, it's what it did. Yeah, I, I think it's such a, it was a, um, it started like, cause I went back and reviewed footage and I discovered, I was like, oh my God, Lisa Barlow actually was the one who kind of initiated the whole like, isn't it weird that Mary yeah. and Meredith aren't here? And when Jen Shaw got arrested, I was this whole time really thinking that it was just Whitney and Heather. Yeah, that's just, you know, I my memory Bad of it. Weather. But I was like, oh, Lisa actually did have an opinion on this and did think this ridiculous thought that possibly one of them needed to call the feds <laughs> like they were like, FBI, can you arrest them tomorrow? I don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's just not how it ever happened. It's so, not how it works. No. Um, but so it's. It's like it sounds like what happened is Lisa was a little sus, but then Whitney and Heather ran with it mm-hmm. and they will yeah. do what their producers ask them to oh, do. Yeah. So producers were like, yeah, you need to keep asking that. You need to keep asking that question. And they're I like, I also think they're a little ditzy. Mission accepted. Yes. I think they believe that. Like they believe like if you that like unless you're like, I don't even think if you're even involved in the case, like they're not going to let you know when they're going to bust the suspect. No, That's an opportunity for you to be involved, you to do something they have to get warrants. There's no way for Meredith to have known exactly when that was going to happen. So I, that's the whole part of it. That's ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Meredith was like, if I knew if I was involved with it and I knew it was going to happen, I'd want to be there to see it. Well, I believe that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm going to go out of my way to set this person up, I better watch the takedown. Right. Yeah. Like Hilly did in the help. Yes. <laughs> you You want to witness that. Yeah, mm-hmm. because what? Why wouldn't Meredith be there? Did she think that? <laughs> did she think that people like the feds would say like, "Thank you again for this, young lady." Like, she thanks for the tip. <laughs> yeah. And she's gonna stand there like Nancy Drew. What's next, Meredith? <laughs> well, there's injustice out there somewhere, and I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> That's another spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> I want Meredith when somebody's the defrauding oldsters, I'll be there. <laughs> Meredith as a crime solver. Meredith yeah. and Whitney. Oh, yeah. Meredith and Whitney as crime solvers. And Brooks is Scooby-Doo. Brooks is the assistant. <laughs> He's like the secretary who comes in. So somebody needs help, but I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I, li- I really just like need a coffee. And he'll make the undercover outfits, but it'll be a flop because every outfit will just say Brooks Marks. So then you'll know. (laughs) You'll know. Oh, God. (laughs) It's a literal name tag. Oh, my God. He's undercover. Oh, everything that we just talked about was only half of the episode, but I kind of, I mean, we can touch on stuff if anything called out to you. I, the episode was just the first 20 minutes to me. Like we did see Jen go to Mary's church. That was iconic. Um, We saw Jen with a lawyer. That was important. And we saw Whitney and Heather go to Meredith's and Meredith does tell them that like, if you need to know, this is the day that the memorial was. But besides that, nothing really <laughs> happened. Like, the meat of the episode was the first 20 minutes. And that is what Absolutely. I will be re-watching until the end of time. <laughs> yeah, I, mm-hmm. Jen going to her lawyer, that poor lawyer. He's like, we really have to do things on camera? Like, right. I begged you not to do this to me. 
Like, wait, let me be careful what I say. Like, he's we're not working against each other. We're just not working together. And he may take a deal that has nothing to do with you, but that doesn't mean that you are guilty or that he is guilty or that anybody is guilty here, but he might get a deal. And turn on you and testify against you. Oh, well, that, and not I that love he that- doesn't, not that he's not your friend. It's just his lawyer. We can't talk to him directly. The very end though, is where I was like, okay, so hold on. So Lisa doesn't, see, doesn't seem to have said to them. Okay. So she calls, she calls Meredith. She calls her from the bus and it sounds like she's in the middle of a memorial. And so she mm-hmm. says, sorry guys, I feel bad. I called her in the middle of a memorial. Yeah. And that makes the, their wheels turn going, but I thought she said it was on that Monday on the 29th. <laughs> and they're like, well, Lisa called and said she was in the middle of the memorial. And they're like, so what day was it? <laughs> but yet they're like, how could Heather in her confessional? She's like, how could Lisa Barlow do this to her friend of 10 years? Yeah. And I'm lost. I'm like, do what? She just assumed and Meredith never correct her that she was in the memorial and at this moment too meredith when they're like meredith's like why would she do this i'm like well can't you just remember that she called you and said and said two different things she said sorry go be with your family i feel bad calling you right now and she you couldn't just put that together and go oh she must have assumed i was in the memorial i wasn't so maybe that's why there was a mix-up Instead, it's like this big controversy that Lisa Barlow called intentionally to set her up later. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And that's exactly what you said before. I think Whitney and Heather are just always looking and assuming there's a scheme. But like sometimes, no, sometimes I think it was just an accident. Very simply. And then the fact that they have really indulged this idea with calling the feds so much so that we are still at the end of the season trying to figure out who did it. We have like totally jumped right over the whole Jen Shaw of it all. Yes. Uh, let's just not. I mean, I kind of like I know that we all want them to ask more questions to Jen Shaw. I know that. But I feel like all she would do is scream at them and tell them that she can't talk about it. Right. I kind of feel like we've gotten like when she was crying when they were at the tea, the pho lunch that mm-hmm. Jenny put together and Jen was just crying, mm-hmm. saying she truly doesn't know anyone involved in the case. She's never even heard of them. <laughs> and they were like, OK. And even Mary was like, that's it. That's all. You don't know anybody. You don't know nothing at all. Yeah. They're like, OK. So I feel like they wouldn't have gotten anything out of Jen anyway. I it's agree. And I, Jane. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's weird that these women are choosing to like focus on Mary or focus on Lisa or Meredith, whatever, instead of Jen. I do think that is weird as like a personal choice. Like we have Jen to focus on or Mary. Let's focus on Mary. That is weird. But as a viewer, mm-hmm. these women can't talk about it anyway. So I would rather watch everything else unfold instead of like we got with Beverly Hills, them talk about Erica the whole time. And she either doesn't answer or lies to us because then we all thought Beverly Hills would be so great this season. And it was a kind of a flop because Erica didn't really do anything. I wouldn't call it a flop though. I think that was a little harsh. I'm harsh. Take it back. I don't agree. I I don't agree. Kind of a flop. That was me taking a bet. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't I was entertained by Beverly Hills this last season. I don't think it was a flop. It wasn't as good as it could have been, say, if the material was given to Potomac. It wasn't as good as that. But it I think for what it was, I think it was one of the most interesting seasons of Beverly Hills they've had in a while. I agree, but compared to what it used to be and compared to Potomac, we are not going to celebrate white mediocrity during Black History Month. It was kind of a flop. (laughs) A way for you to weaponize my race against me there. (laughs) Check Google, little girl. (laughs) Little girl. Oh, God. I do have to say my favorite part of the episode was when... Meredith has walked out of that room because uh, she just can't believe they need to know the date. Whitney's crying. She's like, just tell us a date. Just give us a date. <laughs> and Meredith leaves. So then Heather goes, uh, where's Mary Cosby for Meredith now? And Whitney goes, where is Mary Cosby for <laughs> Meredith? Uh, that's what I want to know. 
She <laughs> left the room Mary was in. What was Mary supposed just to do? Follow walked. her? It's just, and then she was like, then she goes, she goes, go, go, go be with Meredith. Go, Meredith needs you. And, and Mary goes, okay, bye. And Whitney goes, no, hi. I'm Don't Whitney. tell me bye. I'm going to say, hi, I'm Whitney. She is not <laughs> drunk. That is dialogue that yeah. could be written like it that could be like succession okay <laughs> <laughs> one time at a halloween party that quinn and i threw there was this drunk girl that i worked with it was quinn's first time meeting her and he oh, opened this story already <laughs> he opened the bedroom door and she was passed out with her shoes on in our bed she had thrown up in the kitchen i'll take this over <laughs> She had thrown up in my kitchen. She was dressed as the Mad Hatter, which already made me angry. <laughs> I I prefer my women sexy on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she but, was Johnny Depp Mad Hatter, just so we're all... She was Johnny Depp Mad Hatter. Hatter. And I was like, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> so she throws up in my kitchen, and then she's, like, sick. So then she's gone. So I'm like, where's that girl that threw up? I go, oh look, God. she is in my bed. She is in my bed with her body. Why is she in my bed? I don't know this woman. Why is she in our bed? And then I'm like, why, where are her friends? She needs somebody to take her home. Where are her friends? Donnie is drunk. Looks at me and put his arms out. Her friends are right here. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled my eyes at him so hard and walked out of the room. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's not what happened. My two... <laughs> My two friends that were there for all of this so far, they were witnessing this little, what was about to be a fight this whole time. And then when I said, they're right here, they both walked out because they knew, <laughs> they were oh, like, okay, they're... this has just elevated. Because <laughs> the look on my face, I was livid. Because <laughs> Donna, you really, you try it. Like you just, you're like, let's see what happens. And they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to. He just took it to another place. <laughs> I looked at him. I looked at them. They walked out the room. <laughs> They're right here. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the name of her book. Uh, I would you don't it. just get in a black person's bed. Just anybody no. who doesn't know that. With you don't shoes just on. Get right. With shoes on. Unasked. I don't. You just don't do that. <laughs> You That's another no. Black History Month for you folks. I mean, History mm-hmm. Month lesson for you folks. We're here to educate today. <laughs> I don't even let my cat in my bed. Mm-mm. Wow, really? The cat listens? Oh, yeah. She does when you shoo her off. <laughs> get off my bed. She knows what that would get off. Of. When she oh. hears that tone of my voice, she knows to get off of whatever she's doing. <laughs> I raised my cat as a Black mother. All I have to do is... <laughs> <laughs> So on that note, what are our final thoughts about this episode? Whitney is a great drunk detective. <laughs> Sorry, I know that that's a hot take, but I want a spinoff with Meredith and Whitney. I want this spinoff to really happen. And I need both of them intoxicated the entire time trying to solve crimes. <laughs> well, Meredith always is. Um, she does all the people. She's pilled out. She's pilled out. She's <laughs> drunk. I need I need that energy. From from that, we call that hard boiled when it's a detective. So she'll be a hard boiled detective, you know, because you know she has to be in all those old movies. They're always alcoholics or something, mm. but they're still solving those cases. So that'll just be Meredith dealing yeah. with her husband, who's angry with her when she comes home. Why won't you bang me? Like you know yep. that kind of thing. Yeah, and so listen, I, I know that. it's wrong. I know it's wrong, and I know she's absolutely out of out of pocket for this. But I, it was a very comedic episode that I hope the listeners can just give it another chance. If you watched it and you were appalled, just give it another chance to watch from pure entertainment's sake. And it's enjoyable on every level. <laughs> also, Lisa Barlow does work out. I will not be told otherwise. She has to. Uh, uh-uh. yeah. You don't eat. I eat Taco Bell. Okay. I don't look like that. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Now, how, and this is like not nothing we need to do a deep dive of right this second, but how many times does she eat Taco Bell? Like if she eats McDonald's and it's once a day and that's her only meal, perhaps, perhaps, mm-hmm. but oh, it can I, only be her meal. It should only be her meal. Right. She, she eats, but 
Woo! Uh, yeah, I do agree with that. That's the complete <laughs> BS. My final thought is this was a real tour de France, and it was it was a noises off Golden Girls ensemble <laughs> masterpiece orchestrated. Like it's just it the editing. Like you you mentioned, it was kooky editing. The editing had the right tone. It was a really fun episode to watch and you it really meant nothing like nothing happened here i didn't understand why most people were screaming it was just a bunch of you didn't stand up for me i do stand up for you (laughs) when was this date why won't you tell me women it was just like (laughs) random dialogue but i loved it and my final thought is i want more of this i want them to go on a trip like just for the hell of it Uh uh-huh several times a season if this is what we're gonna get Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish that it was that Salt Lake City was just like Summer House. I just wish that they went away every weekend and that's all we focused on. I don't And they haven't even gone anywhere international. Like they haven't gone <laughs> no. to Rome or anything like that. They've only been in their state. <laughs> and like what, maybe Nevada? They haven't even really gone anywhere. Uh-uh. Mm. God bless them when we take these girls to Italy. Do they do all that, of this shit in like an Airbnb. Do you think? Do you? By the way, this house is disgusting that they're in. This Zion house is disgusting. I was like, this is not housewives, okay? Which with the big tile flooring, the bathroom looked no, dirty. I'm like, get After out. After Vale, right? After Vale, do you think that Mary on this trip was like, I'm never going to do the reunion or do this again? I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, as the season went on, she gets more and more vocal about, like, I don't like you. (laughs) I have no interest in talking to you. Like, first it was just Jenny, and now Whitney and Heather are getting it, too. Like And Lisa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. She literally says, she goes, I don't really care about you guys. And they're like, well, then why are you here? She goes, this was my last try. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we're done. And it seems that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh She's like, I don't care. Fire me. I'm not doing the reunion. I do anything. And it's a shame because I know. I know why Mary didn't work. And we, we, Dottie said it from the beginning that she was going to burn really fast and burn out because she was too chaotic. But God, like this, especially this episode, like really made me feel bad for what she could have been. Like this could have, she could have been such a great kooky. Like I, I wanted her to be like the Black Sonia Morgan, you know, just crazy, doesn't make any sense, but she's fun and she's there. And, I would have loved that for her, but it's not, it's not going to happen. It's, it's done. Yeah. No, she, she was going to only give us a few really great seasons because what makes her funny is that she doesn't like to do it. She doesn't like being a housewife and that's mm-hmm. a new thing for us. We've never seen that. And that's so entertaining, but she can only do that for so long until she's like, I quit because yeah. I really don't yeah. like this. Like her not getting on the bus is amazing mm-hmm. because she's just shamelessly watching them all board the bus. She's like, Mm-mm, I'm going to get my SUV. Mm-hmm. And that's- she doesn't care. It's the last hurrah. And she doesn't even want to take it. I, don't, I wonder what she would have wanted housewives to be for her. Like, I don't know if she's never watched it before. Like, what did she what did she anticipate was going to happen? here? I kind of wonder that about Meredith. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes Meredith, oh, I'm like, yeah. Meredith, what do you think being a housewife is? Because it feels like all you wanted to be is getting a little tipsy and being cute and having a girl's day at a spa. Because right. if they weren't giving her shit, she would be go girl, give us nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think, take it to Beverly Hills. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Meredith and Mary, that's why they bond because they truly do not like these other women. And I think the other half of the group doesn't like each other either, but they know what Housewives is and they're there to work. We'll have fun maybe once a season and then the rest of the time we'll just yell about pointless things. But Mary and Absolutely. Meredith, I think they're miserable clocking in to work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why when Barlow said she's like, I'm the richest bitch yeah. here. I don't need to be here. Yeah. We all understood. We all understood <laughs> what she meant. Okay. She's like, I have been delivering episode after episode after episode, and I don't even need this paycheck. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vita Tequila it. pays for everything. Exactly. I respected it. I'll leave you with this. Don't wear your shoes in a black person's bed. Know that. Know that. <laughs> Know Quinn that. taught me. You better Quinn know that. Me. Especially you come to my house, you better know that. <laughs> so Emily, I'm gonna remember that story forever. <laughs> They're right here. They're right here. 
<laughs> just the most. I'm triggered just hearing it. Just <laughs> I'm going to put it in the episode description. Where is Emily if she speaks Bravo? She's right here. <laughs> but besides right here, let everybody know where they can follow you. Uh, follow me, please, on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Um, I'm not going to lie. My TikTok is literally just what I post on Instagram. So you could follow one or the other. <laughs> it's not separate content. <laughs> it's not separate. I just take the exact same shit and copy and paste that caption. Who has boom. time to do both? I can't. Uh-uh. I even tried to do one video that was a little different for TikTok. Took me 30 minutes. I'm out. So, Awful. you know, follow me on one or the other. Uh, and also my podcast, She Speaks Bravo, is anywhere you get your podcast. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. It's we had a wonderful here. time. Thank you guys for having me. I feel honored. I'm this is a, I'm back again. I'm like I've round mm-hmm. two. You I'm are. In. <laughs> Dreams do come That's true. Right. I've been yeah. vi- I've been vying to get on your podcast for about a year, I think. <laughs> well, dropping hints left and right. <laughs> well, you're here we now. Should, come on. Yeah, you're here now. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> See ya. I'm done. I'm done with y'all. I'm done. Thank you for listening to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to visit www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at knowthatpod. You can follow me, Donnie, on Instagram at Donnie Hadfield Smith. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at thequinlamar. Continue to listen and support for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.